husband wakes up with Steph, Abby, and Matt on B105. One of these days, Maddie's boots are gonna walk 50Ks for charity. Okay, uh, Thursday, and walking 50Ks from here to the Raceview Hotel, where yep. we're gonna wrap up. Everyone is invited to be there around about 5 mm-hmm. o'clock in the afternoon, wearing a 10 kilo vest, which um, sort of signifies the, the weight of mental health that a lot of people struggle with, trying to raise $50,000. And you said you would do anything to raise money. We're like, no, Maddie, tell us honestly, do you have any limits? And you said, no way. The only thing is don't shave the eyebrows unless it's a lot of money. Yes. That's and, it. And something's about to happen now. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's going on. This is on. something that I thought, because the girls here are really into it. Mm. They're really into it and it's going to make them happy. And I don't know if you remember some time ago, actually it was this time last year. Right. And I came to work on a Monday morning and I said, I thought taking our relationship to a next level, mm. maybe you guys would be like to maybe experiment. And mm. I said, would you guys do it? And Stav put up his hand and said, I'd love to. And you went, no way. But here's the thing, because you Ring said any bells. you said no way, right? I think we've had a lot of those yeah, conversations. Yeah, doesn't narrow it down at all. But this time, Scotty and I are going to donate a thousand dollars towards the walk. If oh, you that's, would, that's lovely. How we've generous. got three boys, and if I'm being honest, we hope that they're never going to use these services. That's yeah. what yeah. you would you would hope for. But it's nice yep. that these services are out there. So we're going to donate a thousand, right? And everyone at work is going to give some money if you would be willing to do this. And that is, could you please welcome my favourite drag queens in Brisbane, Lulu Lamont <laughs> and BB Gun. Hey. Oh, 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 oh don't, oh, don't oh, fall, don't fall. Over. High heels. In. Hello, good morning, everybody. Hi, guys. Now, these gorgeous, gorgeous girls. Yes. I have been to see you on Sunday. And if you haven't been to Drag Brunch Club, you're missing out. Because what is it on Sunday mornings? Oh, every single Sunday morning, it is the best fun you can have with your clothes on. Honestly, it's the best day in Brisbane. And there's mimosas before 11, and you really can't ask for much Sold. more, can you? Yeah, yeah. I'm there. Day and drinking you, at its fine. And mm-hmm. sometimes they abuse you, but it's so much fun. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 Guaranteed, it's like actually. all I do. Yeah. So we know, we're going to brunch, are we? Well, no, because they sold out. I couldn't, get, I couldn't get you guys in, but they were saying if you want to try drag this morning. No, no, no. Sorry, Abby. Sorry, you no. said... Um, Try drag. No, it will be happening. (laughs) (laughs) Sounded like a question. It's more of a statement. Yes. You will be trying drag today. (laughs) Well, it sounds like I don't have a choice. So Lulu Lamont was actually the the drag performer of the year this year. Yes, I was. It was um, was very exciting. Bibi just punched me because she's so jealous. But I stole your crown. uh, Two years in a row I won it and then I had to uh, pass it on. You know, they said, you can't win it any more times, Bibi. And I said, well, maybe uh, this other girl or this other girl. But they chose Lulu. And that's fine. <laughs> but so Bibi's actually my drag mother, so it's just going down the generations. Oh, nice. So theoretically, our new drag daughter today, Maddie, is gonna win it next year. Swoop in. What do you We've got a good feeling. Yeah. We've got a really good feeling. Look, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's for a great cause. It is. Try anything once. Yeah. Or twice, whatever or, you want to do. Might Matt, be a have new a thing. career change. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Who knows? Mm-hmm. What, you, you look wonderful. Thank I probably should. Tell everybody, we look gorgeous right now. You, I mean, yes, you can only stunning. hear the, the voices of like Mike and Steven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, look, we look incredible. How long does it take you to be this naturally made up? 
Oh, well, honestly, um, first of all, when it's the weekend after Halloween, I just wanted to say I need to speak to HR. I need to complain about getting two drag queens out on a Monday morning yes. after yeah, Halloween. Course, course. Uh, but secondly, today, I think we did it in about two hours each. <laughs> yeah, I was considering keeping it on from last night, and then I thought, <laughs> Maddie deserves better. <laughs> he deserves so better. They're going to dress you up. You can come up with a name. You can do a lip sync because they do oh, a brilliant name. lip sync. Well, we, yeah. we do have a couple of names that we thought okay. of. Okay. Just okay. To give yeah. you can you say options. them on air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're, they're, super, they're super okay. Mm. Uh, so mine, I, I wanted to do something radio themed. So I had um, aerial waves. Oh, I like that. That's nice. Mm. Yeah. But I, I heard that you like KFC, and mm. I too am a zinger burger aficionado. <laughs> yeah. um, so I thought we call you KFC. KFC. I like yeah. it. I like it. And I'm still finger licking good. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You'll be even more finger licking good after this. But have you heard have- mine? No. Oh, penis to Milo. Oh, that's that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That brought a tear to my eye. That was my that was original drag name. So I'm was sorry. It? No, it wasn't. Okay. So no. You're going <laughs> <laughs> to dress up now and you're going to actually perform yes. for staff. That's why they oh all brought money God. here. So mm-hmm. you can do a little bit of like drag bingo, right? Yes. And if there's a song that you want to perform, I know you're good at lip syncing. This is your moment to shine, <laughs> baby. Think of your TikTok followers. They'll love it. Absolutely. So, Several hours. So, so yeah. I'm, I'm performing... In front of the whole yeah. whole star. Yeah, they yeah. brought money. They brought, okay. yeah. but they have to put the money in my pants. You oh, weren't like, wearing, wearing pants. That was a um, this, is, this is a drag thing. It's a different. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. We've got we've got a whole selection of outfits laid out for you, yes. depending on what oh, you were God. feeling like. Yeah. Okay. Um, We've got some beautiful little heels for you to wear as well, which I'm sure is going to make the performance very entertaining yes. for everybody. Yeah. How do you go in heels? You know. Don't pretend like you don't. <laughs> oh, look out. Yeah. Um, so we've got getting up to a bit of drag on the weekends that we don't know about. Yeah, I know. I've got his own costume. We've got two different wigs there for you as well. We've got a ginger wig and a purple wig, depending okay. on how you're feeling. How do we go with the beard? The beard, well, we had a few ideas. I think what we're going to do, unless I, I heard no shaving eyebrows, I assume the whole face is off limits, but yep. what we're going to do is we're going to give him a fabulous glitter beard yep. and he's going to oh. be a bearded queen. You love it. I love it. Okay. And the glitter's never going to come out, just so you know. (laughs) You'll still be finding glitter in your beard in two to three years' time. Yes, here we go. go. And thank you for your generous donation from you and Scotty. It means a lot to me. $1,000 is a huge, huge... And I know everyone's really excited this morning, so they've all brought their money or they're going to go straight online. All right, pay up, people. Here we go. (laughs) Next, Rachel from Top Blokes is going to be joining us as well. She's the state manager. Uh, I guess I better go get my makeup done after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. His boots are made for walking, and that's just what he'll do. One of these days, Matt, his boots are gonna walk 50Ks for charity. Everything works in sleeps, so three sleeps <laughs> <laughs> until the walk. Thursday, I will be going from our studios here at the top of Caxton Street, walking all the way to the Race View Hotel, and I'm wearing a 10-kilogram vest whilst I'm doing it. The idea of the vest is that it symbolises the weight people carry with mental health, and I'm trying to raise as much money as I can for an amazing foundation um, that I've just started working with this year. When they came to me and said, hey, top blokes, I want you to raise some money, Mm -hmm. I went along to um, see some of the work that they're doing, and they're helping our young boys become the best men that they can be, and they are literally saving lives. And There's someone who I would love you guys to meet who I met for the first time um, a few months ago. Her name is Rachel. She runs Top Blokes here in Queensland. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. How did you become involved with being the state manager? 
Well, it's a bit of a long story, but it was sort of the culmination of all of my passions. But I always say there's two defining moments in my life. So, you know, I was a teacher working with vulnerable young people and uh, it was the day before my 25th birthday and I lost my brother to suicide. Mm. There are very few moments where your entire life is redefined. Mm -hmm. Um, But in that second when he took his last breath, um, it just redefined who I was. And I always say, you know, it left a hole in my heart and it will be there forever. Mm. And then almost to the day, 10 years later, I gave birth to my son. And when they put him on my chest in that second, my life was redefined again. Mm -hmm. So Top Blokes is really bringing together that passion for mental health to really stop anyone else having to go through the experience of losing a family member to suicide, but also for my sons. Mm -hmm. Um, I have two sons now, and I want them to grow up in a world where they're happy, they're safe, and they're the best men they can be. Lucky you didn't have girls. I know. (laughs) (laughs) When we first started uh, working in media and that landscape's really changed, we Mm. were never allowed to talk about suicide Mm. because there was always this um, understanding that if you did, then it would create more um, and the stats would even prove that. And I'm just being honest because it was kind of seen as glorifying it and seeing it as an escape. But now we're kind of talking about it and saying that there's more options. It seems like even the way that we discuss it has been redefined. It absolutely does help and we need to be talking about it. I mean, I remember when my brother passed away, my grandmother told everyone he died of cancer. Right. Yeah, because yeah. it was like some sort of shame or something yeah, or just, just confu- yeah. talk about it. And honestly, you know, and we still hear this from boys today, you know, what happens in the house stays in the house. Mm. Yeah. And so accessing support and, you know, our mental health system, he died 17 years ago and there are still huge failings mm. in our mental health system in the way that we support people with mental health problems. I was talking to some parents up in Mullaney the other day. They took their 16-year-old son to the emergency room 10 times. Wow. Yeah. Because they were worried about him and they were worried about, you know, him being violent to himself and to others. They were sent home every single time. And on the last time they were sent home and told he had an anger management problem Mm. and he took his own life that night in his bedroom. That is unbelievable to me, mm-hmm. that families are still having to experience that mm. when we have so much awareness around mental health, but we're still not doing enough to mm. support families. And so, you know, that's why the work of Top Blokes is really so important because early intervention prevention, the research tells us it diverts people away from needing clinical care later in life. If we can give our young men really strong Uh, mental health foundations, we can ensure that they have improved outcomes throughout their lifetime. What is that saying where you show me a boy age eight and I'll show you the man? Show you the man, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, saying about how much it can be redefined at a young, you know, a young age. And that's when they're learning. That's when their brains have that, you know, they're developing. And that's, so this is the prime opportunity for us to go in and say, you know what, Mm. you're not a bystander in your own mental health. Actually, there are proactive choices you can be making every single day that are going to ensure that you have really great mental health outcomes. So what do they look like for you? Um, And how can we start to build those strategies in at a really young age, starting in primary school? One of the things that drew me to Top Blokes is when I went into one of the mentoring sessions in one of the schools and I saw the teenage boys sitting there having positive interactions, learning what it was to be a good man, 
I could see myself sitting there. I struggled a lot through high school. I had behavioural problems and um, issues at school, and I was lucky to have good people who mentored me as well through that. But we're in a time more than ever where it's hard for a young boy to know what it is to be a man. Society does pretty much spread the message that all boys are born bad and we have to navigate our way to turn ourselves into something good, which I don't believe is just the case. And I think there's so many bad messages on the internet saying what it is to be an alpha male and be a man. And I think what you guys do and why I'm so passionate about getting money in to get this program going around is we're teaching our boys that it is okay to be a kind man. Or a vulnerable man. Yeah. Or an empathetic man or a compassionate man. That doesn't make you weak. You know, one of the stories that came out of our program uh, was a young boy uh, in a very disadvantaged community and he was sort of, I guess, the cool kid of the school. He never showed any vulnerability. And when we got to our very last workshop, which is around power and privilege, he actually disclosed to the group that he didn't bring lunch to school each day, not because... He wasn't hungry, which is what he had been telling people for the past three years. Mm. It was because he had no food security at home. Mm. There was no food in the fridge because his parents had a drug and alcohol problem. Now that kid, I mean, how awful is that? Mm. That kid was starving, Mm. but he didn't want to tell anyone because he was so afraid of looking weak. And you know what? It wasn't our mentors. It was the other boys in the group that came around him and said, mate, you're coming to my house for dinner tonight. Mm. You know, bringing extra lunch for him and ensuring that that boy had food. To set up a community around these young men to say, when you need help, help, we are here for you, mm-hmm. is so important. So I think, I, I know as a man, if you've got something that's bugging you, I'll sit in the car for five minutes before I walk in the house and I'll push it down, mm. you know, and, and, yeah. and go, all right, smile time, go and <coughs> get on with it. Why do you do that? It's, it is not wanting to be vulnerable. It's people thinking you're weak, which, which it isn't. It's weak not to speak. Mm-hmm. But we're so ingrained into us that we want to be the ones that everything's okay. It's all fine. I, there's all, I think there's also that feeling of, you know, when your wife, and old school thinking, but there's a way, or, or yeah. your child falls apart, you're the strong one. Yeah. And if you were the one that broke, then the whole house would break. So what I love is we're teaching our boys, be honest and Nothing is a better feeling than when your mates get around you, like with this young guy, and say, come over for dinner. And then you experience the love of that that friend and their family. And then you realize your worth and you're like, people want me around. People need you around. And I think our boys don't always get that message. And it has been a really hard time for our young men, particularly around, you know, this ongoing conversation around consent violence against women, a lot of young men feel like the finger is being pointed at them. Mm-hmm. And um, that can have really negative repercussions. You know, we created that culture. Mm-hmm. A culture is not created by a single cohort. It's created by everyone. And so it's not fair for us to now sit and point the finger at young men and say, you are the problem. Mm-hmm. We all have to answer that culture that we created and we all have a part in playing in you know, deconstructing it and recreating the culture we want to have. And just pointing the finger at young men actually doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. When we talk about mental health and top blokes, we don't go into a school and do a one-day program on mental health. That has almost zero impact. We come from it from a very holistic point of view. We have to talk about all the things that are affecting a young man's mental health. So we talk about masculinity, anger management, online behaviour, peer pressure, risk-taking, drugs and alcohol, 
mental health. Mm. We also talk about pornography, sexual health, consent, mm. communication, domestic violence, conflict resolution, sexuality, racism, power and privilege, because those are the things that our young men are really trying to navigate. Mm-hmm. And it's very complex and no one is talking about it with them. No. And you guys aren't shying away from it. No, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) What is there, practical theory here? What are we talking about? (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for asking me to be involved. Thank you for being involved. You're such a legend. We are so excited to have you on board. Um, I think for myself, I've gotten so much out of it. Mm. Messages from other men who've opened up Mm -hmm. um, and talked to me about things. And it's, it's felt, it feels really nice to be part of the community and part of it. So I, I appreciate it so much. Maddie, we appreciate you so much. Honestly, you have, from our very first coffee together, you've taken this idea of lift the load and being an ambassador and just run with it. And we're walked just so... With <laughs> <laughs> walked with it. But we're just so appreciative because, you know, this is our second year in Queensland and this year we will mentor over 800 vulnerable young men. We'll deliver over 12,000 hours of mentoring. But... We are funding dependent. We're a charity. So we can only reach as many young men as our funding allows us to. We have a wait list of schools waiting for our program that we just don't have funding for. So, you know, all the money raised goes directly back into our youth workers being in front of young men who really need those role models and need a little bit of support, you know, navigating this world. So we need you to dig deep, Brisbane. Please, if you would like to donate, um, you can call us anytime, 13 10 60, or there is a link on our B105 Instagram page as well. Click that on the bio and uh, get donating. Rachel, thank you so much. Great to see you. Thank you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Ghosted. Have you got ghosted? Have you been ghosted? Is there a ghost on the loose? Yeah, it's not ghost on the loose for Halloween, but the, the typical dating ghosting. Mm. Uh, the girls and I have been living through Hayley, who's one of our producers. <laughs> and we were all excited talking to you. I was like, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. And you're like, well, tonight I'm going on a date. Yeah, this was Friday night. I was so excited. I even told our boss, Jack, mm. like, hey, I'm going on a date. Okay, like, that was a bit too excited to be able to share with him. But no, no, you were, you were ready. And like, we were looking at... We were stalking. Yeah, you're we were, allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah everyone does that. Not, not your in real life. And... Oh, you can't stalk, you can't go <laughs> No, 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 work. sorry, sorry, let me yeah, rephrase that. Let's do the cute stalking. version of it. We were doing research yeah, into him. that's fine. And when someone's got, like, a public Instagram, mm-hmm. you can see all their photos, mm-hmm. know about them. And how long had you been talking to him We for? were talking for, like, I would say three weeks right. um, prior to this meeting. Um, and Tinder? it was good. You met him on Tinder? Yeah, I met him on Tinder, but we were chatting through Instagram. Um, and, yeah, it was good. No, so then, no red flags at all. Mm-hmm. I messaged and I was like, oh, how was the day? Mm-hmm. And you said that he messaged on Friday night yes. to say what? 30 minutes before, he was going to come pick me up from my place. 30 minutes before, he was like, how are you travelling? And I was like, yeah, I'll be ready in 30 by the time that, you know, we were We'd supposed arrange. to meet yeah. yeah. up. Did not hear from him. Oh. Um, I was stood up oh. um, and I messaged him, I think, again, like probably a half an hour after he was supposed to come pick me up. Like, hey, are we still on for drinks? No response. Oh. And then I messaged him probably another hour later, like, what's, what's wrong? Going on? I didn't hear from him at all. He just went. Ghost. He just ghosted me. Was he in a car? Maybe he was in a car accident. Yeah. No, he wasn't in was a car accident. He, no, I think. Yeah. I just want to know honestly. I'm <laughs> thirteen ten, <laughs> and he literally ghosted you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But honestly, I'm thirteen ten sixty. If you've ever ghosted someone, 
what was your reason? Like, mm. you can remain, remain anonymous, yeah. but I just always feel like, I, I would say back when I was dating, I wasn't the nicest girl, mm. but I would still say to them, sorry, I'm just, I'm not going to go on another date. Yeah. So it's there and then, and they might yeah. get, you know, annoyed with it because people don't like rejection, but just... What's I, like Haley's not desperate for a I date. Was, You're a beautiful girl, but it's yeah. more annoying that you've got your hair and makeup done. I was done. ready to go out. Mm. I mean, I would not have cared if he had messaged me, been like, hey, sorry, change of plans. But the fact that he did not have the respect to message me, like... What did you do? I just, you know, took my makeup off. Oh, and that sucks. Watched a movie by myself, drank nah. some wine. Uh-huh. Um, but, but you know what? What, what, was like, his, what was his reason? You know? well, don't, don't go down there because we know that he's not dead. We did our research. Yeah. So, like, what do you <laughs> honestly so he, think? So he's posted stuff since? He no. has um, messaged me to, uh, and apologised, okay. but no excuse would make up no, for it. But it wasn't an excuse. Yeah. It was more just like, hey, do you want to go out mm. tonight, Sunday uh, night? Uh, yeah. Oh, he uh. went for a second chop yes. on Sunday? Yes. No. No, champion. Don't waste my time. Yeah. So did he get a better deal on that Friday? Because that's what mm. I always think with these guys is that that they're got like three or four on you know, yeah, well, and then there was an mm. easier option. Not so, you know what I mean, like <laughs> no, that's a compliment. <laughs> no, an easier no, option. No. She's giving you a compliment there. It, so but... they just he just went. Let's just go with that. Yeah, because mm. I just think I would hope that I bring up my boys better. That even if you're not into someone, just be open and mm. honest and rather honest. than just don't yeah. reply. Because don't reply to people. It makes people go a little bit crazy. Yeah. It does. You like, question everything. Mm. Like it's like, what did I say? What did I do? Like mm. it was all fine, and then it just like it just snaps, and mm. it's like, yeah. what changed? What did I do? And you just start to question and doubt yourself, and it's just like a bit of insecurities that all like come to the. There's surface. something going wrong with him though. Yeah. There is something because I tracked him down. <laughs> oh, <God>. And I. <laughs> Yeah, and I held him at gunpoint. Asked why? <laughs> why? Why did you do this to my friend? Mm. <laughs> now he's gone on a couple of dates with some girls that I know, oh. and he's only ever done one date. Okay, and they all of them were like, "Oh, funny story! I have to tell you about it." And I was like, "No, don't tell me in person. Tell me now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's I also just... playing an interesting game. Brisbane's a small joint, mm-hmm. as we've just learnt there. Mm. You know, mm. if you get a bad name dating in this town, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll work. What do you think? You. Was, honestly, what a reason could be? Weak. Yeah. He didn't have the balls just to say, hey, I've... Yeah. But then why 30 minutes earlier say, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, it doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. Mm. Like, if you kind of go, you went into it and you know that morning, no worries. I, well, not no worries, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. But we were texting all day. 30 yeah. minutes before, mm. is there some sort of weird thing where you like them to be stood up? I don't know. Maybe you got nervous. Maybe... Yeah. He done a little other nervous guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Judgments have been made. I just think if you're not honest with your intentions from the start, that you yeah. are a coward right. if you just, you know, don't yeah. message at all. Like You can remain anonymous. I'd just really like to know, maybe you're not that person, but like in the past, you're not that person anymore, but in the past, yeah. why have you honestly ghosted someone? Men and women call up and tell us. We do have an anonymous on the line. Anonymous, do you have ghosted someone? That's, That's you, you yeah. brother. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's you. When did you ghost someone? Um, so I lined up this date and then, um, I went there, seen her, she had no eyebrows, so I left. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what do you mean no eyebrows? It just, you wasn't into that? Not really. But this is the point, like, there's at what point do you... None, none even drawn on, there was no intentions of <sighs> looking okay. drawn on. At what point did you just think, I might just send her a message saying, I'm really sorry, I'm not into this, or you just like, that was too hard? No, I just left. Mm. Mm, okay, so guys don't like confrontation. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I feel like we should be teaching that. Uh, you know what I mean? yeah. She's going to be annoyed, but that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you deal with yeah. someone being annoyed? You just breathe through it. They're allowed to, you know. Yeah. But so you said you got there. She had no eyebrows. Did you open the door, see that, shut the door, and walk away? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, quickly. Okay. 
Mm. I guess if you're like meeting at a bar. Mm, yeah, he, 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 he wasn't like, yeah, he, he, she didn't see him. No, she, he saw well, no he eyebrows. Thought, she said, pick him up, open the door and then, <laughs> Hi. yes, ah, that's, the that's not ghosting. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. It's a hard no. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm picturing that he was picking her up, but I guess in this instance, it's rare to be picking someone up from yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so another anonymous. Uh, why do you ghost people, anonymous? Well, it's not that I ghost people deliberately, but I found myself in a situation in the past where, um, yeah, I ran into an ex. We started, you know, talking and decided to go on another date. And then, I don't know, not that I'm bisexual, but I kind of fell into a weird position with a boy. And mm-hmm. it was one of these, you know, I ended up dating two people, but then I met my current partner at the same time. And I don't know, you ended up in a position where... I figured out, you know, exes are exes for reasons, mm. and due to the whole circumstance of things, things continued with my current partner, and I don't know, it's, it, you find it hard to let people down sometimes, mm. and I, I agree with what you said before, maybe men are just, we avoid confrontation or something, so ghosting mm. I, I think it's, it's totally a, a bit like that, it comes down to you don't want to be the bad guy. I know, but ironically, you are the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, That's but, exactly the point. Yeah. Like, you don't want them to say you're this, this, and this, mm. but then they're constantly messaging you are the bad guy. Mm. So it's actually better to be upfront. But then if you do it the way that these, these people do it with the ghosting, you don't have to deal with any of the... <laughs> you just see the, the non-stop <laughs> messages and go, oh, that's probably not directed no, to it, me. Yeah. Um, but I think that what he's saying is quite true, that often there is another person involved. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's not like they're, oh, I didn't rock up to pick you up and I'm at home, home eating ice cream. No, no yeah. it's more that you've then met doing someone. Doing something else. Yeah, that's true. Is it better to say, though, like, rather than it's not you, it's me, is it just to say, I'm not feeling it, I don't want to waste your time? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And they're still going to be annoyed, but then that's the whole thing. It's normal for someone to feel annoyed when they're rejected. Mm, yeah. You don't need to take that on board. Yeah. You just need to realise that you've upset someone, and that is okay. Yeah. I, I feel I feel rejected when they say they've run out of zingers at KFC. But you know what? You just work through that. Yeah, yeah and wouldn't it be worse if they just shut all the doors up and yeah. just pretend that they weren't yeah. home? Could not agree more, yeah. Abby. Could not well, agree told, more. Told you, you had they had zingers, and when you got there, there weren't <laughs> there no zingers. Weren't, no. Yes. They turn off the lights and go, shh, <laughs> let me in! <laughs> Karen and Chermy, um, you've been ghosted? Yes, I have. Um, I met a guy on a, on a date site. Um, we were talking heaps, went to go on a date and everything. He never showed up at the date. I was all ready. And uh, a week later, I got a phone call from his sister telling me that he'd actually been put in jail. Right, good. Okay, well, not good. Uh, you know what I mean? No. Lisa, <laughs> oh, Lisa was a my goodness. But, yeah. but, sorry, yeah, I actually did meet him. Um, I went on it, met him for the first time in jail, mm. and we continued to talk and everything, and we're still together to this day. Oh, wow. He's out of jail, yep. and we're happy. Well, yeah. there you go. Did he get arrested on the way to the date? Um, he was actually going to court oh, that day, right. but he didn't. I actually spoke to him that morning, and he never mentioned anything because they said he wasn't going into jail. Yeah. So, that's what yeah. I said. What a confident man to go, um, Judge. I'm yeah. going to organise a date. Yeah. I reckon that's how I get out yeah. of it. Can you read this? Yeah. Uh, read the yeah. verdict. I've got somewhere to be. Um, yeah. And but then, yeah, yeah. Right. ended up talking to him all the way through the yeah while he was in there and everything, mm-hmm. visiting him, and wow. we're still together with so, his yeah. Moral of that story is if anyone goes to you, just write a message saying, I'm sorry, you're in jail. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. He's in jail, Hales. Yeah. If he, <laughs> I think if he turns up in a suit, you know where he's been. Mm. Good on you, Karen. Thanks yeah. for calling. Thank you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I'm a terrible parent and I've missed a trick. Um, Abby, remember when we went to see Cirque du Soleil? Yes. And they had the kids and they were juggling and I was mad at them. 
Because they, they, no, they kept on dropping the ball and everyone's like, but they're kids. And I'm like, but this is all they do. Don't say that. Yeah, but there was one time. <laughs> we've gone to see Cirque du Soleil about 20 times over the years. But if all you do is train, you should be good at I it. Th- they dropped it once, Once right? or twice. Yeah. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much. It's a professional circus. Get your act together, kids. Mm-hmm, Not mm-hmm. here for it. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, every uh, joke should be funny. You're a professional comedian. Oh, oh, oh didn't ha, know ha. you were in the circus. Ha, ha. Mm, bearded lady. Um, so we were out hanging out in the backyard uh, yesterday afternoon. Lovely afternoon, uh, sunny Sunday. It was beautiful out there, so we were just hanging out in the backyard. And my um, wife uh, decided to do something she hasn't done for a very long time. Uh, she was uh, fire twirling. Is she a twirler, is she? Yeah, from old school, way back. Yeah, yeah, nary a party. It's, a, it's usually a phase, isn't it? I had a flatmate who yeah. went through a fire twirling phase. Yeah, so yeah. not everyone hangs on to it. No. So good on to her. Yeah, no, there was a nary a party that didn't end in um, flameage yeah. of some description and yeah. um, whooshing and hollering. So, so really, it's, it's what do you mean? So she has like two of them? They're called poise, yes. Yeah. And she's got these two poise that you um, spin around. And then um, what do you do? Just put kerosene on? What yeah, do you do? just kerosene. Yep. And she just has that lying around always? Yeah. <laughs> All ready to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so she's. Um, Fire breathe as well. Did she go no, that far? No, my well, dad was his a dad. fire breather. Yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah. I, whether that just what he drank or that's what they say. You always look for someone quality of your dad. That's, that's why. <laughs> that's right. That's why yeah. you found. Yeah. Cat. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I think she hasn't done it for a while. Uh, and um, I think it was like the first time um, that Rory had seen her do it. And she was like, you know, when you discover that your mum's got some sort of talent, you're like, what? Mm. I did not know. And she's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really fun to watch. And uh, it wasn't. They, they weren't on fire. You can get um, training ones. Uh, and you can even get like uh, ones that have glow sticks on the bottom. Uh-huh. Uh, so because if you start with fire, so I, so I sit there and go, on fire. Nope, you're on fire. Uh, nope, yeah. you're on fire again. No, nah, you're on fire, but it's a good way to train. You yeah. know, so you don't have to. Yeah. You know. And she's got a heap of moves and she can do it backwards and forwards and all this stuff. It's quite entertaining and it is a skill. And Rory was like, oh my God. And of course, Rory being a kid, she was like, can I do it? And my cat's like, you know. Yeah, you can have a go because you're not going to hurt yourself. But years of practice and years of training, and you mm. know, you've got to start small. Maybe just start a little twirl, see how you go with that. Rory picked him up and he's like, "Is that good?" We both were like, "What the hell just happened?" It's in a should I, do, should I do it backwards? You're like, well, slow. It wouldn't. Just started doing it backwards and then forwards and then overhead and then then started skipping with it. And we were like, "Whoa, cool, Cirque. Right. Yeah. Get her on board. And then I realised I've made a horrible, horrible mistake in my parenting because you know what I'm going to get her now? And this is going to be awesome. Nunchucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Can you buy, I mean, they're a lethal weapon. Where are you going to get nunchucks? You're going to get Amazon. Homemade. Amazon. They've got everything. Yeah. Like yeah. Ninja Turtle toys. Yes. Yeah. We'll start with foam ones so she doesn't yeah. hurt herself. And then, yeah. you know, if I'm ever cruising around Indra and some teenagers are looking, they'll be like, Rory, Rory help me. Watch out, <laughs> yeah, I got a little bodyguard. Sure, the nunchucks are for her, mate. Well, yeah. I'm going to learn with her. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. There we go. Now we know the truth. Yeah. The truth is there. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You want to want to come? We will be nunchuck people. We'll just wait for her to protect us yep. too. Okay. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. His boots are made for walking, and that's just what he'll do. One of these days, Matty's boots are gonna walk 50Ks for charity. The goal to raise $50,000 walking from the studios here out to the Raceview Hotel on Thursday, wearing a 10 kilogram vest. I uh, did 10 Ks training on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. How'd you go? Took me an hour 45. Okay. That's pretty good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was bit nearly 6Ks, just under 6Ks an hour. Okay. It's actually only 40Ks to Ipswich. So yeah. then you have to do a little bit of a tour of Ipswich. There's a roundabout there. 
<laughs> well, I think we're, we're not going direct. I think they've mapped it out, so there's going to be a little bit of zigzagging along the way, oh, right. which will add it the on. scenic tour. Uh, but there's someone on with us right now. You can check out his website, mojocrow.com. Uh, his name is Ben Crow, uh, and he is the mindset coach for one of our greatest ever uh, athletes, Ash Barty. So, Ben Crow, what advice do you have for Maddie just to keep walking the 50Ks? <laughs> It's to find a courage mantra that keeps him going. We've all got courage mantras, which might be, you know, I'm a warrior, not a warrior, or I'm imperfect, but I'm worthy, or the simplest one is I've, I've got this. Yeah, just tell, give him, create a mantra that creates that, you know, ability to compete, have fun, play, keep going and so forth, and create that sort of unconditional resilience. All right, go. Create a mantra. Uh, um, I'm a... Walking warrior. We'll work on that. There first. you go. <laughs> I think you got to believe go. it. That's I think rah. that's the idea of it. <laughs> <laughs> how do you uh, how do you train athletes? You know when they've got that step back where they're kind of like they're losing every game and it's not really going well. How do you teach them to go? All right, this is a new start. Yeah, great question. Most athletes, or most people, actually believe that confidence comes from results, which means you, when you're winning, confidence is high, and when you're losing, you know, confidence tanks. To your point, but Confidence can never come from results because you can't control results because you can't control the things you can't control. You know, opposition, competitors, you know, ground conditions and so forth. Once you realise that, confidence only ever comes from two places. The first one is training, right? Skill acquisition, muscle memory. You've got to learn how to do that drop shot or learn how to kick the ball in a certain way. Mm -hmm. The second one is mindset. So it's either a skill set thing if someone's not performing to the best of their ability and go back to the drawing board and just build the confidence in the skill set or the training or the strategy depending what your profession is the second one is mindset Mm. and work out is there is there something that's distracting this particular athlete and typically the two biggest distractions from a mindset point of view is expectations of outcome the future Mm -hmm. which which you can't control and expectations of others Mm. you know the opinions of others media social media coach parents whatever which you also can't control right and focusing on these things you can't control causes anxiety and stress and and pressure. So part of the work is actually identifying our flavour of distraction, the things that are sabotaging our ability to focus on the things we can control mm. and the best version of us. And once you do that, you realise there's not many things we can actually control mm. right, in, in life, but you're focusing on those and you create this kind of laser-sharp focus and then you can remove distraction. I've never seen the world so distracted as it is right now. Mm. Right? And COVID has part to, part to do with that. And negative news media has part to do with that as well. Right. So part of it is identifying all these uncontrollables that are interfering in our ability to focus quite simply on the things we can control. Can I ask a question, Ben? I'm doing uh, stand-up comedy, right? And before a yeah. gig, I always get very nervous. Uh, and I, but I have found that if I do go into a gig not nervous, oh yes, I suck. Yes, <laughs> you know, I need a bit of anxiety <laughs> and a bit of nervous energy. Is there, is there something? Is there a place for that? For a start, I think you're excited, not not anxious. And right. by the way, excitement and anxious are two sides of the same coin. Mm. If I'm focusing on something I can't control, like will they like me? Will they laugh at my jokes? I'll be anxious. If I'm just excited about the possibility of what I can do out there and bring my skills to the craft, I'll be excited. Mm-hmm. And that adrenaline will get you going. Yeah, it sounds like you're actually excited before you go on stage. Mm-hmm. You've done the work and you kind of celebrate your imperfections rather than write them. As a comedian, you know, that's where the humor comes from. Right? Mm. Um, it's actually celebrating imperfection. That's where comedy actually derives its strength from. I see you've seen so, my act, yes. 
<laughs> rather than berating yourself and, and being hard on yourself. It's actually the opposite. Well, there's been a lot of talk of mantra through this, so I think a mantra is what we need to come up with, mm-hmm. not just for each of us. We need to find you a mantra. Yeah. If anyone wants to help, can people help me with a mantra? Like, can people call and suggest a mantra? Yeah, typically the way to develop your mantra is just, um, right, how do you show up when you're anxious or nervous, right? It's the first question. When does this happen? It's the second question. It's when you walk in a room, you feel like people are staring at you, you feel like you're being judged, or you feel like you're losing control of the situation. We're all different, right, in terms of the various conditions where we get anxious or nervous. And the third question is, what can you what can you say to yourself next time that happens in real time mm. that enables you to go tall, not small, right? And that's what I mean. A simple mantra could be, I'm a warrior, not a warrior, or I'm imperfect, but I'm worthy, or I am enough, or, you know, the simplest one that thousands of professionals use is, um, is I've got this, mm. right? Or I can do this. So just find one for you. I will walk. 500 miles an hour. You're going to walk 500 miles. No, no, no. That's amazing. Well done. Ben Crow, thank you for your time this morning, mate. Really appreciate it. No worries, guys. Thanks for everything you're doing, and more importantly, why you're doing it. It's a great, it's a great cause. Well, um, I would appreciate some help with this. Thirteen ten sixty. What should Maddie's mantra be to help him that he repeats over and over again over the course of his walk? <laughs> yes, so make it catchy so it's easy to roll off the tongue, I guess. And we work in radio, so if it could rhyme, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> I reckon that's easier just to get stuck in your head and keep repeating it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. His boots are made for walking, and that's just what he'll do. One of these days, Maddie's boots are gonna walk 50Ks for charity. Happening on Thursday, you're gonna be walking from here to Ipswich for Top Blokes Foundation. Wearing a 10 kilogram vest, it's uh, raising awareness and money for men's mental health. That's what the 10 kilo vest signifies. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the weight that people carry um, when they are dealing with mental health issues. And I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I'm actually, I woke up this week and I feel mm-hmm. like I feel really nervous about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That you won't be able to do it or just the pressure of it um, or just the fact that you kind of haven't walked that much well, before? Well, I think that the completion of it, like I think it is going to be, uh, a, it's going to be a bigger feat than I expected. Mm. I did two hours with the vest on uh, walking on Saturday mm-hmm. morning Yeah. Um, and at the end of it, you feel it. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So. Your cousin's going to be walking <clears throat> with you. Yeah. Yep. How's his fitness? We've never asked. He um he's pretty fit. Is he? Yeah. Does um, he normally do sports wise? He does a bit of like touch footy and stuff. So he's played for Australia, played touch footy for oh, Australia. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. All right, that um, came to me so, down. Right. So what I meant was, is he able to carry you? Yeah. But not not for a long time. Right, he okay, was okay. he was in a moon boot about six weeks ago, I believe. Oh, okay. So um, but right. it's gonna be important to him because his brother um passed away from suicide 12 months ago and, and that's why he's out there walking with yeah. me which is going to be great. Mm. And we just caught up with Ben Crow, the amazing motivational coach to Ash Barty and he suggested that you get yourself a mantra or a mantra that you can <laughs> um, quote to yourself as you're walking to spur you along and keep yeah. you going. So a bit of help here 131060, what, what is that thing you can keep saying in your head to get you, get you moving? Mm-hmm. You love a mantra don't you Abs? This is my favourite one that you're going to hear. Okay, Michaela from Ipswich. You're out in the actual destination where we end up. What do you think Maddie should say to himself over and over to make sure he can do this walk? Hi, morning, guys. I think you're doing something absolutely brilliant because I have mental health issues, so Mm -hmm. good on you. Thank you, Michaela. I think you can't can't really go past 
just keep walking, just keep walking, just keep walking, like walking, it. walking. I do. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what you got to do, really. Yeah. Just keep I mean, on got, walking. Yeah, because I've got my own measure just for getting through the day, but mm-hmm. that's something different. <laughs> What's yours? Mine is be your own anchor. Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah, but you, you don't, don't want, want that when he's walking. No, yeah. You don't want yeah. Anchor. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Might weigh you down. Yeah. I yes. was like, this moment yeah. too shall pass. Mm-hmm. That's, That's one of my favourites. But I've had um, Just Keep Swimming yeah. on my mirror at home over the years. Because mm. it's true. Yeah. If you just keep swimming, good one. then mm-hmm. it changes. I like it. Thank you, Michaela. Uh, appreciate okay. it. Hopefully, Race for Your Hotel is where we're wrapping up. So come down, have a drink. Will do. Awesome. Just Thank you. Just keep drinking. No, just, no, no. no, no. <laughs> That'll <laughs> be the end. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm drinking, drinking, drinking. Tani in Green Bank. Uh, what do you think Maddie should be saying to himself in order to get through? Well, hi guys. Morning. Morning. I personally, like Maddie, I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible and kudos to you. Thank you, But I think I've come up for a mantra for you. Mm -hmm. And it is, I will walk for them, I will walk for the men. Oh, I like that. Because we did say, Ryan, well done. Yeah, I I like that. Walk for them, I will walk for the men. That's good. Mm. That is very good. I was I was thinking that on Saturday when when I was out because I thought I'll do five k's and then turn around and come back mm-hmm. and I had my Strava which tracks you going mm-hmm. and I I walked and I went surely it's got to be five k's and I got my phone out and it was two k's oh. um, <laughs> and then that's what what kind of pushed me was Tani as I started thinking about all the calls we've had coming through mm. and thinking about people who told me about people they'd lost and I yeah, was like exactly. you know. They're the people you want to do it for, or the people who are struggling at the moment. Mm-hmm. So they're the people that are going to keep you going. Yeah, yeah. and I let's like not it. forget we yeah. chatted to a ninety-six-year-old who did it. So keep her in the back of your mind she too. She was, yeah, was there. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I think she did eighty in two days, mm-hmm. something like that. And yeah, you've got, yeah. Two, you've got two real hips, so buck up. <laughs> 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 Mightn't at the end of it. <laughs> no, true, true. Uh, All right, Nick in God's waiting room by the island. Uh, what do you think Maddie should be saying in his head? You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. I mean, it's simple. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it. You have I to like do it. it in that accent, too. Mm. Are, you, are you allowed to these days? Oh, who knows? It's in your own head. You know what? You can do it. You, you can maybe. still get cancelled for your thoughts. No, that's true. Well, you <laughs> God, guys shouldn't not. be here for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel in Tampa's flat. Good morning, Daniel. Morning, guys. How are we? Good. Hello. We're looking for a mantra for Maddie. What should he get tattooed? <laughs> There's a guy that Sorry. I um, his name's David Goggins from America. Is he, he's the, the world's strongest man or toughest man? Yeah, yes. the ex-Navy SEAL. He's coming so, here. Is he? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no. mm. <laughs> Maddie, there's one that I listen to all the time, and it's, I don't stop when I'm tired, I'll stop when I'm done. Oh, yeah, that's good. That yeah. is good. you got too many mantras. I know. <laughs> we just got to pick one. Yeah. I like that one, I must say, Daniel. You could rotate them. You know, ten k's on that one. Ten k's on just keep walking. Yeah, because otherwise like you'll it. go mental just go over and over in your head. That is true. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone. We'll uh, we'll pick one of those and get it going. If you do want to donate, this is such an important cause, um, and it, it's such a great foundation. Top blokes, there is a link on the Instagram page of B one hundred and five Brisbane. We're trying to raise fifty thousand dollars. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Abby Halloween. There's no fun without a good scare. This is Halloween. This is Halloween.
I'm still invited to this party, even though I haven't been for like 20 years. That's it's, okay. <laughs> it's not, I just still want to be included. <clears throat> so a Facebook invite is still coming every year, and right. that is for a Halloween party that a friend of mine has um, interstate, and she started because she was dating an American, mm-hmm. and it started as a little bit of a, oh, my American boyfriend is really upset that we don't do anything for Halloween. Oh, right, right. He says that it's ridiculous, and we never really did. Mm do anything, you know, 20 years ago. So she started off a little bit of a party, but she didn't do, like, mechanical things moving how he wanted. Mm. She did her version of it. So every year she still does one, mm-hmm. and she has people wear, like, T-shirts saying, go and smudge yourself. Oh. Yeah, smudge sticks. Yeah, go get smudged. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So she'll have, like, all those available that you can wear, mm-hmm. and she'll send out invites to you and your dead relatives. So then, like in the invite, we're <laughs> dead relatives. And then she'll have seances. So what, they what get to come as bring well. bring those relatives? Well, you can choose who you want. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hard to yeah. cater for. Yeah. If she knows you very well, she'll write specifically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, otherwise, she'll just write dead relatives and right. friends. So then you can invite them and then she'll have, like, people doing card readings. Right. Great party to go to. Yeah. Free spirits. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you go and you say, like, can you... Pick which family member. It's just, yeah. yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Well, when you go there, I guess, you know, you will get, you get a lolly bag and you get a smudge stick mm. um, and then you can dress up however you want. And then in all different areas of it, you have um, tarot readings. Mm. Yeah. You, you have that. another person doing auras. I thought of you. Your mum does auras. Mm. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. She wanted to, does she ever done one for you? No. Nah. She nice. asked me to see what colours I want, you know, around me. Mm. Yeah, she does uh, aura photography. Yes, that's right. Mm. And they're the colours around you, uh, your aura, mm. and it tells you what type of person you are or mm-hmm. what like state of mind you're in. Both, or? yeah. Think, yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I think a different colours say something different, doesn't it? See, what mm. that that's kind of scary, though, because... You don't think seances are allowed? Some people think they're the devil's work. No, I've got no problem with that. Okay. But if you're, you're dead, right, mm. and so say you've got three dead relatives mm-hmm. and then you constantly only bring one... Mm. You don't want to upset the others. Well, I don't want to be dead and be like, I'm still dead and not getting invited nah, to the party. No, I think they move on. I think they move on. If you've chosen to be around someone, you go, mm. I'm not feeling the love for them. Plus, I didn't know what he did in his private time. I don't want to be around him anymore. I'm going to bugger off to other side of the family. I think you're allowed to choose. <laughs> you're allowed to choose? Yeah, if it's not going well for you. Right. It's more yeah. hurtful, though, if you, like, if I invited my dead dad to yeah. his party and yeah. I was like, let's call on him, yeah. and he doesn't show up. Like that's, that's how they normally do with a lot of different readings. You know, like a lot of psychics will say, I don't choose who comes through. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. So you might, your dads might be fishing or something like that, and I might not be ready at that's that. That's what's hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the Imagine middle of that. something. I, know, I, could, I could come and I could have come a and drink with you, you yeah. but yeah. I'm, me and the boys are on here. Yeah. Wouldn't you like that, though, that just, they're having fun? Just not like, just waiting around going, oh, one day Matt's going to call on me. Just like when he was alive. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, you've got the rest of eternity to play blackjack. Yeah. Halloween's only I'm only asking for one night. Just, you only have to come what, for five dead, minutes. Come on. Oh, you know what? I'm going to take my dead uncle then. Yeah. Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> He's fishing with me. Too, so. oh, for God's <laughs> sakes! <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. do love science, and they do spend a lot of money on things that we really need to know and mm-hmm. for the betterment of the human race. And they spend a lot of time, scientists at Princeton University, uh, they've been modelling, 3D modelling, uh, to find out what Adam would have looked like. As in Adam and Eve? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's Adam and Eve, mate, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've read it wrong this whole time. <laughs> yeah, what the first man uh, would look like if he existed. Uh, and Does he confirm that's him or are we... 
Is he okay. confirmed? What? Did Adam come out and say, that's not me? Well, that I don't. leaf needs to be way bigger. Okay, yeah. To be fair. Yeah. I mean, it's biblical. Mm. Mm. Are you saying like, mm. it didn't actually happen? I don't know. Yeah. Did they do Eve as well or they just wanted no, just they just Adam? No, they just did Adam. They didn't want to offend anyone. They thought, let's go with Adam. Well, yeah, uh. I guess you have to do Adam first and then you take his rib. And yes, then you, and then you do true. it. You construct what Eve looked like and work out if he's batting above his average or not. Uh, and um, the end up result that mm-hmm. they uh, took time and, and money and many researchers uh, to do has caused quite a stir online uh, because it does bear a striking resemblance to somebody. Uh, so I've printed out photos of what the first man looks like and I've given them to you if you'd like to turn them over now. First person that comes to mind. What did they base this on? Um, oh, it's the, um, the the guy from Fast and the Furious. It's Vin What's Diesel. It's Vin Diesel. Vin Di- that, is, that is a photo of Vin Diesel. <laughs> He's even got Vin Diesel's um, receding hairline. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Caused a stir. Uh, people have also uh, took the time and um, 3D modelled what Adam's first car would look like. And it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a charger. It was a charger. Has Vin Diesel um, come out and spoken about this and said, sounds about right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anyone needs to play him in a movie now, yeah. it's got to be him. Yeah. yeah. What did they base that on? Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, also we should be asking Vin Diesel why they ate that bloody apple and why we can't all walk around naked now. Yeah. <laughs> this is your fault, Vin. It's your fault, it's Vin your Diesel. Fault, mate. It's your this fault. Fast fashion <laughs> is your fault. <laughs> so obviously Adam and Eve are all about family. <laughs> 100% all about family. Yeah. But then takes another strange turn because this went crazy all weekend and everyone's commenting on it going, uh, Vin Diesel surely uh, is not the first man uh, to walk the earth. People have done a little bit of research. Uh, and the first people that tweeted it, uh, saying that this was a study done yeah. by Princeton University, uh, was a movie theatre. And they've had to come out and go, guys, <laughs> 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 of course not. <laughs> of course it doesn't look like Vin Diesel. And if it did look like Vin Diesel, how did they know that that's what he looked like? And yes, your point, did he even exist in the first place? So mm. simmer down. But My it, real question is, where did he get a pair of buzz clippers from to get his hair so perfectly shaven? Do you know, that also came up. <laughs> that, that 100% came up. They didn't, no designer stubble? they didn't have Gillette in, in no. the Garden of Eden. So how's he got it so manly? Because he does have like manly, manly mm. stubble, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. yes. What is, there's a sharp rock. <laughs> Maybe, <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> wow. So Adam is not Vin Diesel, but... If we ever get that movie, Vin Diesel should be the first in line to play him. I don't know who would be Eve. Oh, oh well, Michelle Rodriguez. She plays a love interest in the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. No, but she plays Vin Diesel's sister. Ah, uh, is she his sister? No, they're together. No, isn't isn't it Paul Walker's character the one that hooks up with her? Oh, or am I, I don't confused? think so. But I don't think they're all related. I mean, they're all family. They're yes, all family. They're 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 all family. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. What to watch. Watch this. Whether it's Netflix, YouTube, or Instagram, there's still more to watch. watch. Maddie, I think this story teaches us that we should always answer unknown phone numbers because we've missed out on a massive opportunity here. Um, (laughs) There's a documentary uh, in the UK that's caused quite a stir. It's on Channel 4, which, if you live there, is kind of like their SBS. Like, mm-hmm. if you're home on Saturday night and you're a teenager, you're watching it because you're going to see boobs eventually. Or, or penises. Or Exactly, because they've just aired a documentary entitled My Massive... <clears throat> 
uh, about gentlemen who are hugely endowed, like even like ridiculously endowed. And it was interesting. You hear that and you think, wow, that would be amazing. Like it's every man's dream, blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. But most of these guys are not happy with it at all. And it's really affected their life. I've seen some of it and mm. they are. They're like, they're just saying it's so uncomfortable. Mm. There's challenges in relationships, yeah. even getting jobs. Yeah. But I just always think about the producers that had to put an ad out for it mm. and the amount of replies that they got that went... Oh, no, mate. mate. Oh, sorry. No, 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 oh, no. sorry, buddy. We're talking oh. about, like, really. Yeah. <laughs> the girlfriend said it's huge. Yeah. Okay, no worries. Okay, yeah. And more hurtful, I say yeah. we're doing a spin-off, My Small, if you're still interested. Oh, look, my phone's ringing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, you're right. And it starts off even at the start of the day when he just gets dressed and walks down the street. People look. It's that big that people mm. look when he's walking down the street. 22-year-old Joe can't hide his problem. He suffers daily abuse due to his size. We usually have a tally to see how many people look. Like just back there, someone was staring. Which would be, you know. Yeah. yeah. He's a very thin man as well. That's what I can't get my head around. Like, he's not big. No, he's he's a skinny, really? yeah. skinny guy. So yeah. is his thing thin and long? Or um, is it is oh, it like we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, because yes, you're right. He did get uh, he he does say that he got rejected for jobs because of it in an interview. I worked for this interview and I thought the interview went really well, but suit trousers are well fit in, very tight. The response I got was you're not gonna get the job, we thought you were a good candidate, but we thought there was inappropriate behaviour happening. They thought I had an erection throughout this whole interview, and they were very much like, your attire wasn't right. They clearly meant, you know, we could see you. And that's not fair. Well, that's, wouldn't that's that show that you really want the job? I guess so. But, like, what could you do? Like, I kid you not, uh. like, it was an erection. Do you, like, if you have a look at it, do mm. you want to have a look at it? Do you know, there's nothing <laughs> no, you can really true. say. Yeah, yeah. About it. Yeah, no, that's true. And really, it is discrimination. Yeah. Yeah, you All can't. dicks should get a job. <laughs> <laughs> you can't walk in and go, just want you to know I have a massive dong. Mm. So mm. just that's that's what's going on down there. See, mm. I think I, no, the one thing true. watching this, I was like, no one's got a medical certificate. They should have got a medical certificate oh, yeah. so they can take it to these places. Yeah, it's true. Mm. That is true, yeah. Mm. You can get one for like, you know. Large breasts, mm-hmm. gives you backache, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You should be able to. And it costs mm-hmm. them financially as well. Uh, he has to buy uh, specialised garments. Joe needs to buy special underwear, costing him over £200 per year. These are the ones where, if I take more than 10 steps, boom, it's fallen out the end. <laughs> so he's got to get security. You can't have it just, you know. Mm. It could be an underwear model, couldn't he? Like, that could be I something that, you could no, do. See, that's the thing. It, it's too, it, it's it's too it's big. Too, it's not... Skip, a... to, skip to the one that says measurements where he describes how... Like, it, I, I was shocked when I heard this. It's, it's, it's pretty big. It's about nine and a half now, and I'm... I'm 5'6", that's 66 inches, so it's like nearly 12th of my height. The scaling is off, (laughs) quite off. It's thicker than my forearm. It's about seven around. I can get my hand around my wrist quite easily, but I can't get my hand around my own... (laughs) 66 inches is 100... That can't be right. Mm. Of centimetres, that's that's huge. Mm. He'd be great in a three-legged race, though, wouldn't he? (laughs) He would just take <laughs> off like nobody's Well, business. one of them has to strap it down. Around their leg. Around their leg. 
Otherwise, mm. he falls over. So, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really hard for a lot of people to watch this, like mm. for guys, because they're like, oh, that'd be a blessing. Yeah. And no matter how much they're saying, it's so painful, I can't do it. They're mm. like, mm. yeah, but I'd be able to deal with it. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing, too. A lot of women are, are like, like, no, no way. Or they're just, they're, they're, like he says, he meets people and they go, come on, let's go. I want to I want to try it out. Mm. He's like, that's not how this works. I'm still a person. Mm. Like, I still, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, maybe they just want to see it and then they go, no, not a chance. Mm. So mm. out of the whole documentary, there was only one guy who was like, this is cool and I love mm. my life. So be careful what you wish for, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby, and Matt on B105.